I went to a marvelous party. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show, with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. Actually, there's a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay. No, no, no. We're going to no. take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Hi, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Who just put his phone down several seconds ago, so sorry we had to bother you to do the show this evening. I was trying to total up the times from the uh, <laughs> from the outline that you said you neglected to do. You know what? I'm a very busy man. There's a I lot know, to just do. Swamped. The fallout from last Sunday's episode has been intense. We answered some questions that we probably shouldn't have answered. We're currently being subjected to several lawsuits. We've uh, our, our studio is being taken away from us next week. It was just a terrible, terrible idea and we're doing it again right because everybody really seemed to enjoy it yes absolutely i had, i said live on the air i was afraid my mother had hung up on the show halfway through not hung up because she wasn't part of the show this week but that she had turned it off and apparently she didn't which sucks for me because that means she heard all the answers to those questions scandalous any report from your mother uh mom's mom asked uh did a lot of people leave questions for you mom <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a great show. It's a huge success, Mom. <laughs> so here's what we did. Last week it was about having a contest. This week there is no contest. But just so you know, <laughs> we did follow the rules of the contest, which was that if you asked a question too inappropriate for us to answer, uh, we played it, but we didn't answer it, and we entered you into a drawing for a package of autographed books. This week, all the questions that we have included, we will answer. There are no questions too inappropriate for us to answer. Did you follow that, Eric? You're right. Looking and a little... We gave up. No, I was just thinking it was a big uh, contest week last week. We we gave up all of the... We, we announced all of the prizes from all the previous contests that we'd <laughs> forgotten to announce as well. It was big week. It was a week of winners. It was Parade a big of week winners. of winners. Scott McKenzie won our Oscar ballot contest Woo-hoo! four weeks after the Oscars. Finally. Absolutely. Thank- he, he tied w- me, right? And- 
and then tied won the drawing. You. Yes, absolutely. So two tied candidates, you. and then Scott was the big winner. So congratulations, Scott and Elise, Elisa. Elisa from Houston. Elisa from Houston, if you're listening, we had trouble understanding your name. We think you're Elisa from Houston, but you could be Elise Houston or Elise So Houston. if you're Elisa and you asked what our Social Security number was, you won the competition last you week. did. I was looking at the messages on the Facebook page, though, today. I think that she's gotten in contact with her. With oh, us good. We have the address. Excellent. Shea Butters is also in charge of uh, handling all of the contests we forget well, to announce. So that should make everything work. That should great. make everything yeah. work. Well, we're going to be back here in just a few seconds with our with, with the Inappropriatron has been activated. <laughs> we've geared it all back up. We've reset the Inappropriatron. We've brought in the questions that we didn't get to last week, and we've got another exciting Party Line special, 411. Oh, this is a terrible idea. No contest, just babe. Terrible. It's no contest here at the Dinner Party Show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Okay, I'm sort of imagining that the inappropriatron is like a Dalek from Doctor Who, those stupid things well, on Doctor Who. you can just go Who. in the studio and look at it. Yeah, I I'm afraid you have to ma- you're not supposed it. to look directly at it or you will tell everybody your, uh, the length of your penis. <laughs> you already did that, so. I was put on the spot. <laughs> Listen, and now he's recanting. There's been all sorts of. I didn't recant. Well, maybe, no, I didn't recant. Maybe the pencil isn't enough. Maybe I need to. Yeah, a barbecue spike or. A... <laughs> you asked if it had an eraser on the end, and I said no. It had one of those handles on the end, you know, so it doesn't go too far in. Right, so that it fits in your pocket. All right, all right. What the fuck are you doing? All the gangs here. Linda, listen, 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 listen. You listen, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that kid. He's our next correspondent absolutely, here at the Dinner Party Show. Absolutely. All right, let's fire up the Inappropriatron and see what it has in store for us. Hi, guys. This is Amy from St. Augustine, Florida. Hi, Amy. And I have a question for you, Christopher. Would you ever do an autobiography? And if you did, you should totally let Eric be the star. What the and fuck? P.S. You still owe me an autograph book for calling. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Uh, what? <laughs> An autobiography. And you were all but, sitting here getting ready to be like, I even said hi to her, and she's not going to direct a question at me. It's going to be all about Anne Rice's son but again. she thinks that your autobiography ought to be about I me. I don't even know what that means. I think that's really great. Doesn't autobiography mean that you wrote your own biography? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But, so, like, I, but guess like, I think because I'm such a significant force in your life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I am always giving you attribution where it's due. And I'm certainly the loudest force in yeah, you are. It's one of those things where you talk so much that you're going to eventually say every idea that exists. So whenever I say it, one in an interview, I have to give you attribution. Well, as my best friend Eric Shaw Quinn says. So, Amy, I think that I just become the star of everything, whether people intend that or not. Yeah. yeah. I just have star quality or yeah. at least star volume. Star volume. <laughs> I like that. Star volume. A new line of hair products from Eric Shaw Quinn. They're right? going to be on sale at the Poison you Creek Mall this spring. Professional strength star volume hair products. Star volume. I love that. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not making Eric Shaw Quinn the... the I, in in the annals of my memoir to be, he will be the saucy, spicy best friend who. Um, I the the memoir you've always kidded around that you're going to write 
that I've always wanted to read was she said what or she did what? <laughs> Christopher Rice's she, memories of his mom. She did what? She did what? With the question mark and me looking like confused on the on the front of the cover with the little picture of Anne or Rice like next that to me. shot of um, Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone with the hands <laughs> ah like the, the scream. What are you doing? <laughs> That's what Macaulay Culkin really wanted right. to say. Yeah, okay. I have no plans to write an autobiography at this time because too many people are still alive, including Eric Shaw Quinn. Right. So I'm going to wait the wait old girls out. I'm going to tell the truth. I got to wait all those girls out. You, all of them. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see how that goes. Inappropriatron. What do you have for us next? That is one big pile of shit. Oh. Oh, my. Hello, Christopher and Eric. This is Jacqueline in Denver, Colorado. Hi, Jacqueline. I have a question, and my question is, if you could have um, any two celebrity parents, who would they be and why? I mean, anybody. Like, not it doesn't have to be a man or a woman. It can be anybody. I just want to make sure you get a mom and a dad. She wants to make sure we have a mom and a dad, but it doesn't have to be a man or a woman. Well, I think, yes, people take on the mom role. Yeah, sure. Okay. Apparently, my celebrity parent isn't good enough for Jacqueline. Well, or you could pick your celebrity parent as if that's who you pick. I think it's pretty... Uh, if, if Let's say if the, she was disqualified by virtue of already being my parent, I mm-hmm. think I'm going to pick the same two celebrity parents that you're going to pick. Brad and Angelina, hello. Right? They're like amazing, and you'd have all these brothers and sisters. I think that's a really, yeah, I love the um, the brothers and sisters thing. <laughs> mm, competition. <laughs> but that's it's fine if your parents are like billionaires. Yeah. And it's not a competition. Because then you everybody can have, gets own, their everybody own can have a wing, right? right somewhere, right. some in some house, somewhere, so you don't really have to put up with everybody. Yeah, I was thinking of George Clooney and some other, like, but the, it's the same thing. I love their sort of, not only are they talented and good at what they do, but they're also politically aware uh-huh. and pretty intelligent and participating in the world. Yeah, I think Brad and Angelina is a let's great also, choice. Let's take the Although, incesty vibe off the table here, Eric Shaquin. This is not a joke age movie. Let's not pick a father that you're into. Okay, that's just inappropriate. <laughs> that's even too inappropriate for the inappropriate. I want my daddy to be George Clooney. Oh, uh-huh. Didn't even I've think been it. bad, daddy. Well, honestly, my first response was to think of two men as because I would want to have... I, I think it would be cooler to have gay parents. You know, I just think that would be... A more sort of remarkable kind of so yeah, but but yeah, I guess that's probably George Clooney and Cristiano Ronaldo for my daddies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually trying to. I George Clooney. Part of what is so sexy to me about George Clooney is his brain. He's so smart and so politically aware and active and participatory in making the world a better place as he sees it, whether you agree with him or not. He is in fact trying. He's not just sort of. You know, lying back and Kardashian. I was trying not to say their name, but yeah, he is actually a celebrity for a real good reason. Anyway, so it's a tough question, but yeah, Brad and Angelina or their gay equivalent. Who are the gay equivalents be? Well, you know, I was thinking my first thought was actually George and Brad. Oh, okay. And yeah. I think they're really funny together. I, it's my favorite thing about the Oceans movies is the the comic timing between the two of them. They're very funny. I didn't realize that Brad Pitt had comic skills until those movies. So I think the party people approve of so, yeah, George Clooney and, and Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt uh, those are friend. the celebrity parents, I think, yeah. I'm going with uh, Brad and Angelina, provided he never bitches about Interview with a Vampire again. Yeah, 
that would really be nice, huh? Yeah, that would like, be nice. Like, uh, calm yeah. the fuck down. Like, like oh, yeah. boo-hoo. Yeah, boo-hoo. such a hard life. Anyway, Inappropriatron, what's next? Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> so, oh, I have a question I think you, y'all won't want to answer. When was the last time you picked your nose and ate the contents of what uh, came out on your finger? I dare you. Well, wait a minute. Like... We would only not want to answer this if it was like yesterday. That's and let let disgusting. it be said, the last time I picked my nose, the contents consisted of a lovely turkey dinner, which I invited several friends over to enjoy with me. Oh so, my god! Ain't no shame in my nostrils. What a horrifying question. But I'm fine answering it. Like a, a really long time ago, I think when I was a child, I did that. Never. I absolutely oh, Eric, never did that. You came I out of the womb with opera so gloves on. Horrifying. And a fucking... I will say, I did have a taste for paste. Back in the, it's probably a been taste since second grade. Yeah, there was a le, new ebook series le, of erotic novels. Le Pages, as I recall, Le Pages. <laughs> when I was in second grade, was a particularly had a certain, a sort of minty um, <laughs> sweetness that I found really sort of remarkable. But yeah, never what came out of my nose. A I, taste. I don't for understand paste. that. I've never been like a big nail biter. Oh, I love biting my nails. Like I, those kinds of things have always just sort of repelled me a little bit. I, but you're probably right. I. You know, I was born a callous sophisticate, so. Yeah, really. <laughs> really. So, but... yeah, never really appealed to me. So never and a long time ago are our answers to that question and gross. And I'm really glad that one of the things that we we want to take note of, we'll post it somewhere, a list of the questions that we've already answered so you can never ask them again. So that one has been asked. Yeah, that one has been asked. Well, our social security number, our addresses, our the size of our anatomies. Um, and what have you? Those things have been asked, so they've ne- they can be asked again, but we're never answering them or airing them again. So next, right? Round. You'll waste your shot. Although our party line is technically always open, so you can call in and say whatever weird. And you don't stuff have to wait want. till there's a contest. Like we check no. it regularly, and uh, you say something fun, you might wind up on the show. No, we're promises, trying to but... suss you people out before we let you call in live. We don't we don't want to let people call in live who are crazy. I don't really like. I'm not really as keen on that anyway. I like doing it this way because it gives it. Because you don't. You like talking a lot. Is what you like. You don't want to share the. You know, we had a note from our uh, our uh, sound technician, our sound engineer, on that. That we. I'm not going to say you guys uh, like to talk, but you guys really like to. We were setting up the outline and deciding how many questions we'd be able to include in in an hour long show, and And we were told that that was we were probably overshooting the mark given how long we fucking. And we ran over and had to do a second show, so apparently our sound engineer is. Yeah, kind of got us uh, pegged. Yeah, he was correct about that. Okay. Okay, so is that all the questions I for this segment? I think that's all the questions for this segment. Well, uh, maybe we'll wrap this one up early. And We're going to wrap this one up early. Spend our time on other questions. We have a word from one of our sponsors who won't go away and don't pay us very well. So we're going to hear from them. Oh, right now. great. Do you have things to say to the important people in your life that you'd rather no one knew about, particularly them? Do you think most greeting cards are too overblown, too syrupy, too hip? Does the idea of a blank card that you'd have to do something more than sign strike terror into your heart? Well, the new Wasp greeting cards were made with you in mind. Dad, you seemed nice that time I met you. Thanks for all the checks over the years. Happy Father's Day. If you're a white 
Anglo-Saxon Protestant or just someone who'd rather be stabbed in the eye than tell people how you really feel, have we got cards for you. Congratulations on not being dead again this year. Happy birthday, Grandma. For too long, the wildly extravagant sentiments of Hallmark and American greeting cards have forced us to claim emotions we don't want to feel. Death. What are you going to do, right? More pie? Sorry for your recent bereavement. But the tyranny of the Peanuts characters, Maxine and those cards with the flowers and glitter on them has come to an end. Mom, I understand pregnancy is really painful. Kudos and happy Mother's Day. That's right. Now there are cards that capture everything you're not feeling and less. Every year at this time, it's the same. Happy anniversary, again. Mark the occasion without making a mess. Choose WASP, cards for people who don't feel like you. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you're listening to the Party Line Special 411, our Overfloweth edition. We had so many questions on our Party Line for last week that we're doing a whole nother show to answer them. Right? So many great questions. Really, we love that you're using the, uh, it's TDPS, it's... 323-PEZ-TDPS. That's the the party line, and you're always welcome to call, but we had a special con- competition last week, and uh, for worst, most horrible question. Question and, that we refused to answer, and we had a drawing for all of those, and somebody won. But we also had lots of wonderful questions left, and we're still uh, sorting through them, so let's fire up the Inappropriatron and see who's next. <laughs> Good day, sir! Hi, Chris. Hi, Eric. I have a question for you guys. If you had to choose between reading Twilight series over and over for the rest of your life or watching Duck Dynasty Season 1 on loop for the rest of your life, how would you kill yourself? (laughs) I love you guys. Thank you. I would drown myself in boys. Right? What a way oh, to go. Little Jordan Ampersand got in here. Right? He, I, he sneaked in around the corner. He'll be here next week, actually. Oh, that's really yeah. something to prepare for. Uh-huh. I'll lock up the valuables. How will you kill yourself, Eric Shaw Quinn, if you were forced to either wa- read the Twilight series over and over again for all time or watch all of Di- Duck Dynasty on repeat? Um, I would eat really um, bad foods. You know, lots of fried Twinkies and... Uh, so you're going with the long, slow suicide. Yeah, and I would the also I would also read Twilight over and over again. I, w- I have no intention of ever, ever, ever watching that or pretty much any other reality program. You were against reality programming on the whole before the Duck Dynasty controversy. Before anything ever started, Grandpa and then they really crazy. sort of yeah. And then there are some things yeah. that like with yeah people denouncing gay people and being horrible and whatever that that just puts them over the edge but honestly I wouldn't have watched them before that like he's entitled to think whatever stupid fucked up thing that he wants to think I suppose <laughs> but um you know and and I will say he doesn't seem to be trying to 
push his will on me, you know, like right. he's not trying to get any legislation passed or whatever. So I don't find him insidious. I just think he's a jerk. An ironic wrinkle to this issue was that the very week this controversy erupted, I believe we had pre-recorded the show this week and, and you had praised the Robeson family for backing the non-Tea Party candidate. That's in their right. District. And I still I'm still with that. Like, yeah. good for them for shooting those people down, because those They'd, are the people that make me crazy. Those are the people who are trying to put their beliefs into the laws of this country. And that's much bigger problem. Right, but let me. me be clear. He was not backing a Democratic or liberal candidate. No. He was just backing the more reasonable establishment Republican right. over the Tea Party Absolutely. radical. Which I hope will actually happen. I just think those people are really hamstringing the progress in this country. We are, we, are not, we are unable to actually deal with the things that are really going on in this country because we keep having imaginary debates about nonsense that's already happened. Well, I think, you know, my, my read on the whole thing, and, and I think this will eventually tail out, is that uh, the, the conservative base gave up so much of what they really believed in for a, a really radical, big government, W. Bush agenda, and they compromised things they believed in around personal liberties for stuff like the Patriot Act. And nobody was more betrayed, aside from the people who died in it, nobody was more betrayed by the Iraq war than the conservative base who believed that they're, who were truly convinced that there were weapons of mass destruction. And so rather than deal with the real or what led to that point on their side of the political divide, uh, the reaction of a lot of those people has been, "Well, just blow up the government. Just it, the government did this, so the government's got to be flawed at its very center." Well, it's, it's the very logical core. outgrowth of the nonsense that they've been preaching. And honest to goodness, you know, live and direct from California, the Howard Jarvis Proposition Thirteen lunatics who started the tax revolution, Ronald Reagan came from here. Right. You know, like a lot of this stuff is. <laughs> this wave started from the West and moved across the rest of the country. But that sort of if you start from that kind of that position that all of the problems that are happening are the result of government and government programs, mm -hmm. you you logically wind up at this place where right. everybody where you have to blow, drown the government in a bathtub in order to save us all and save the government or whatever. It's crazy, but but it is. I, I think the original objective was to try and put to cobble together a an election base that, you know, using this sort of lunatic fringe. And so they use their ridiculous, nonsensical hot button issues to put them together. And now they can't. Now they're having to actually deal with the consequences of bringing those people into their tent. Right, right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, well, well, that that's was where not we what went you from asked. That question. Um, so, how would you kill yourself, Christopher? I would, um, you know, you you had a sticky answer. You we went with the idea that there was no time frame on the suicide that you could spend years just consuming well, fat or fried foods. Uh, right. I just thought that would be great. Sit around and eat popcorn, I shrimp, think that's and fish probably, and chips, and I chocolate and s'mores, and just eat donuts and masturbate. I think that would be until I died. Yeah. Great, great way to go. I, yeah. I'm totally with Chichi or death. Yeah. Okay, death. But first, Chichi. Chichi. We'll All tell right. That joke another time. Inappropriate drawn. She called the party line? Hi, Chris. Hi, Eric. This is Tony in Texas. Hi. I have your question for your challenge. Why do you have to put your two cents in, but it's only a penny for your thoughts? Oh. Where's that extra penny going to? Have a good night. Bye. It's going to the government. Government waste. The government waste. <laughs> the government's taking that extra penny. 
and they're going to give a gun to a black person. That's what's going to happen with that penny. I think the penny is going to compensate the people who have to listen to your opinion. Mm. Wow. Well, I'm doing I a always, lot of pennies from you, girl. Uncle Eric is uh, fond of saying that uh, the difference, opinions are like assholes, that everybody... Um, everybody has one, but the difference between opinions and assholes is that I can think of a use for your asshole. <laughs> oh, you just keep them coming. Listen, listen, Linda. Listen, listen. Listen, listen. 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 Linda, listen, 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 you... listen, listen, Linda, listen. <laughs> Took me a little while to find that little Tucker. He's up here on my mm, computer Christopher screen. hasn't had enough tea or he's had too much. I haven't had hard enough tea. It's hard to say. I haven't had enough tea. I have no answer to this question. I don't know. I, I think most of these sayings are so stupid, and there's probably some really frightening, like, medieval. And some of them are creepy. Because the old penny used to be run through your eye if you had an opinion. You know, like, you don't like want to look too closely at with the... people. Like, yeah. really? Rubbing elbows? Yeah, what totally. is that about? That sounds so alarming. Yeah. Like, yeah, people, a lot of the things that we say sort of reflexively, up, when you pause to reflect on them, are like, Really? That's yeah. really a That's strange gross. Yeah, or a gross thing to even say. Totally gross. So um, uh, I hope that's our two cents worth. Um, we'd like our penny now. Okay. Inappropriatron, what do you have for us next? What are you looking at, butthead? Hi, this Chris. is Andy from Minneapolis. Hi. I was wondering what is the weirdest thing anyone has said to you after sex? Thanks. Bye. Okay, I need for you to stop saying hi back to them because people are going to think that you think it's real. And then we're going to have to put you in some sort of facility. This isn't a facility? <laughs> the weirdest thing anyone has said to you after sex. Eric Shaw Quinn. Uh, you know, the, the, no, that's the weirdest thing. Somebody turned to me and was like, Eric Shaw Quinn. <laughs> and I'm like, stop talking about my best friend. We just had sex. I'm writing an autobiography about him, all right? <laughs> I don't want to think about it right now. My notes are in my office. That's really, that would be weird. Uh, the weirdest thing anyone has said to me after sex. I mean, is that like the first line after sex? Or is that in, in the course of pillow talk is my question. I mean, I don't think anybody... People have been jerks after sex, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, people talk to you after they have sex. <laughs> I, <laughs> I keep wait I'm still waiting for any of them to call back. <laughs> <laughs> Your money's on the dresser, chocolate. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, I don't it, really have a good answer to that question. I'm sorry. I, I Maybe I should be having more sex. God knows, but um, you had plenty. I, maybe I just can't remember back that maybe far. Maybe you can't remember back that far. <laughs> the swinging sixties were were big time for you. All right, I was in first grade. Remember in the when 60s. I thought it was the fortieth anniversary of the movie Jaws and not the thirtieth anniversary? Yeah, and then you're like, you're like, all right, calm the fuck the 50th down. It's not anniversary, the seventieth anniversary. I kept like, I don't know, maybe it's the fiftieth or the sixtieth. Anyway. I think the weirdest thing that somebody could potentially do after sex is begin talking about sex with somebody else or, you know, comparing your performance to, you know, past sexual experiences. God, I That's... will tell a story anonymously about a friend. Yeah. yeah this is so. my favorite after sex story. This happened to a friend. It's not me. It's, it's not, not Christopher. Me. And I'm not going to give any other clues other than it's a friend of mine. Um, the sex had happened. It was vigorous and substantial. And during the course of the sex, the antique bed in which the sex was taking place had actually collapsed underneath the couple having sex. And 
one member of the couple sighed afterwards, looked into the eyes of the other member of the couple and said, wow, you're the only one that breaks the bed down. (laughs) And the screaming, this happened down the hall from me, and the screaming and the fighting as the other person stormed out of the house and slammed the door was really epic. That's my favorite after I actually told you, I actually said what I said to try to get you to tell that story. Oh, I think that's one of the funniest. Because everything is really off the cuff here at the dinner party show. Nothing is scripted and everything is just in the moment and spontaneous. And manipulative. And manipulative and manipulative. Okay, we do have more questions from the Inappropriatron. And as we said earlier, the Jordan Ampersand experience will be happening next week. Whether will be back. Despite all of our best efforts. Despite all of our best efforts. But in the meantime, we're going to take a little break for some music and other fun stuff. And then we'll be back with the Party Line Special 411. Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Let's dish. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And there was lots of chimes there. We got extra chimes. Extra chimes. It was the big gulp of chimes. I love The Dinner Party Show dinner chimes. Yeah, you would. They were your idea. That's true. <laughs> but I didn't actually come up with them. I think oh, that's that true. Very well done. You I, tortured Brandon for I several mean, months. For and so. months. The, the, the dinner party chimes and Jonelle's theme song, I think, probably were the two things that I drove that man do, the do, most do, insane do, about. Do, 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 yeah, no, that's still not it. That's no, still not it. no, no, that's not it. It's sort of this. Yeah, I'm easy. Found it. I'm really easy. Not like I'm. I'm just a. I go with the flow. Yeah, just you know? drag queens, um, sing, chanting on the top of a moving listen, bus. Listen, listen, I Linda, listen, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, Linda, listen, you, listen, 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 you know. That's when they get together with all his friends because they didn't give him the the cupcake. All right. We have more questions from the Inappropriatron, in case you just joined us because you flicked over from CNN to our website. <laughs> For the latest on Malaysia Flight 370. Yeah, or the latest. That's still missing. That's still missing. Um, okay, the Inappropriatron. What question do you have for us next as part of our Party Line, four, party line Special 411? Recap of the questions from our hit Party Line competition from Absolutely. last week. Absolutely. Otherwise known as, how big is your junk? <laughs> Get your ass to Moss. Hello, you party people. Got a question for you. Have you ever had to put on a cosplay outfit for any kind of uh, kinky sexual adventures? Just thought I'd ask. This is Justin. Bye. (laughs) Justin. I like the the choice of words. Had to. <laughs> Has anyone ever pulled out a gun or a laser gun? Or have you just had to resort to, oh, God, it's still limp. Uh, what if I put on the nurse's outfit? What Will about the Silver Surfer? I don't know. What about the Silver Surfer or uh, the Green Lantern? Uh, cosplay is pretty restrictive. I I have There have been props involved in various costume elements, but never a full superhero costume. I believe that's what cosplay means. Cosplay is like... 
what they have, the contest at Comic-Con and all those sorts of things are cosplay, and people show up dressed as either characters from genre pieces like The Walking Dead or as superheroes. I love and, the look that you give me as you explain something that you're not sure if it's actually the thing that you're I talking about. I think that's what it is, and I love the way you just let me sort of dangle out there <laughs> as you scratch your ear loud enough to be heard on other internet radio stations. Uh, the answer is I have not um, worn a full superhero outfit in the bedroom, but I have worn various accoutrements. But not that leather stuff. That leather stuff lo- just looks complicated and weird, and it's not really my aesthetic. Like it's just... Yeah, I don't know that that would be the costume that I chose. I've had underwear requests before, but, you know, like, oh, that you look sexy in that and ladies' or underwear? No, yeah. no, just like a tank top once. Maybe ladies' underwear on your head, like... Yeah, pink panties pink on my head has been a huge yeah. hit. No, no, yeah, as long that as that was a big hit face. song. Pink, yeah. pink panties, panties on my head. head. Yeah, okay. no, that was. But the costumes that would appeal to me would be like part of a greater scenario, like some of those pulp mm-hmm. porn scenarios they were talking. You know, the yeah. quarterback and water boys, some shoulder pads, maybe that cork under the eyes or yeah. whatever, and a towel or whatever, yeah. the, the sort of basics to suggest those kinds of scenarios, and then some willingness to act them out, but maybe that would be too cumbersome. I, honestly, I've never done anything like that, but it seems like it would be sexy. I did have Halloween costume sex once uh, dressed as a baseball player, and you can find that on Facebook. The, no way that the picture of what? me, the picture of me in the baseball player costume—is there a sex tape no. that we're not aware of? Christopher? No, I was just the cut co- me in the costume. You can see it. Uh, Are I you on just... that chase lounge that I'm not supposed to sit on? Don't anymore? sit on the chase. Don't sit on the chaise. Don't sit on the chaise. The cats have not taken that advice. Maybe that's why the cats spend so much time on the chaise. I don't want to think I'm about uncomfortable. that. I'm uncomfortable. What the fuck are you doing? I don't know, Sue Simmons. What the fuck am I doing? The leather stuff looks like I watched, I've tried watching those videos and it's like, oh my God, are they still lacing that thing? Fast forward it. I I know. It's just so much. Sometimes they never get around to having sex at all. It's just about putting on and taking off all of the the pieces. And if that gets you off, you know. More power to you. Absolutely no judgment. It's just not my thing. It's not my thing either. But yeah, I could totally see the costuming thing as part of a an acting out role playing scenario. If that's what you mean by cosplay, yeah. no, but if I don't. That's what that even I don't means. even think it may that is be what an English band. Means. I think it's like uh, you did. You do you have sex as Doctor Who? And you would have sex with Matt Smith. I know you. Would. I would so have sex with Matt Smith. On the Facebook page. We should do a whole show, excellent, about which Doctor Who you people would have sex with. I think that would go over really well. Uh, yeah, but I'm already done. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Smith, Matt thank Smith. you. Not thank David you. Tennant. You David, Tennant. Uh, David Tennant actually is much cuter than, like, uh, the David Tennant I knew has been the scruffier sort of David Tennant, but the, the Doctor Who David Tennant is actually very cute. So, yeah, he would give him a run for his money, but it would still be Matt Smith. That's me on David Tennant. I'll take Matt Smith over David Tennant. All right, Inappropriatron, let's hear the next inappropriate question. Don't say hi back, because that freaks the party people out. It freaks you. You would have an enormous Schwanstücke. Oh, my. Okay, my question would be, your mother always seems to write books about vampires, male vampires, and they always seem to have a, a, a male counterpart vampire. So my question would be, if you were to star in one of Mrs. Rice's books, what would your vampire persona be? What would the name be? And if you had to pick one male celebrity to be your partner vampire, 
what would that one male celebrity be and what would your love scenario that she seems to have in all her books what would the scenario be love scenario wow this is i think we could publish the answer to this question as romantic fiction on amazon yeah right and then my mom would sue us listen um <laughs> which would really make Thanksgiving uncomfortable. Christopher, how could you have introduced a football team into the Vampire so Chronicles? Awkward. <laughs> oh, okay. I okay. So the love scenario part is the part of the question I'm getting tripped up on. So we've got Louis and Lestat living as basically husbands for years, and I guess then we have Marius and Armand. Love that. So we have younger and older, which would be more my thing because I'm so young. I like older men. <laughs> no, I don't. Stop looking at me like that. It's a radio gonna, show. Just going to look at you like that until you crack. Okay. I think, uh, you know, the actor, if I had to pick a celebrity to uh -huh. be my vampire partner, uh -huh. I love that Logan Lerman. He's Logan such Lerman. A sweetie. He oh, was you the, all would be a cute couple. We would be a really cute couple. Aww, I, I like that. And what would be the y'all story? What kind of, what would your vampire story be? Well, I was his swim coach. What? <laughs> And he was drowning. And so to save his life, I had to turn him into a vampire. Aww. I was the vampire swim oh, so it's coach. The, you're going for vampire. So it's contemporary. You're a contemporary vampire. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because I want to see the future. And you were a swim coach. Right? I was a swim coach. But we could only practice at night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously, we were, it was an, I was called the night night swimmer would be the name of uh, <laughs> my my vampire novel. I made the swim. I team. think that sounds like you've been reading a lot of erotic fiction. I huh? have been <laughs> reading a lot of erotic fiction, and it's good stuff. You check out Riptide Publishing, guys. It's some fun stuff. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's my Logan Lerman, and I was his swim coach. That's my vampire partner and my vampire love scenario. I like that. I like that. Well, um. I love. I would be a little. I don't think I'd go too far back. Like, um, like a, a New York City swell, you know, Swellington, uh, Biff Swellington. <laughs> you know, that that sort of like um, a turn of the century, golden age New York, sophisticate. You know, living sophisticate in the, again. Here we go with getting sophisticated. The, well, like one of the things that appeals to me about the vampire, you know, being able to put together that sort of opulent lifestyle. So I would like to pick somebody with a cottage in Newport and mm -hmm. you know a townhouse on Fifth Avenue and that sort of thing and. A celebrity partner. Well, the obvious choice is Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, I there think you go. that would be really nice. Although, do you want him? You know to who be... would actually Lee Pace. Lee Pace for all time. I love Over, not I'm Henry Cavill. Crazy as an about immortal Lee Pace. Youth. It's really a tough call. It's yeah. really a tough. But I'm thinking of. I, I don't know. Like I don't know. I guess I think of him more because of the acting. I think Lee Pace, Lee Pace is really a good actor. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to act. I know. With I'm him. not you're casting. Be, so, yeah, so unless you're going to be a vampire theater troupe, I've heard that's been done though. So I guess it's Henry Cavill. Yeah, it's yeah, him, me it's, and Henry Cavill. The and question boils down to who do you want to bone for all time? Being the toast of New York City society for all times, like the you know the first family of New York, the first vampire family. Yeah, right. Ooh, Don't you think the president is a vampire? Let's think of more inappropriate vampire stories. The president is a vampire. Your swim coach is a vampire. We talked about a, a pitch called the Vampire Larry here on the dinner party show. Right, that was very popular. We keep was, trying to bring that back, but it we keep running just, out of we time. We don't ever have enough time to bring it back. And the idea of that was good, an Anne Rice like person was confronted by a Stephen King 
era, or let's say Stephen King aesthetic vampire who was angry at her for raising the bar on what vampires had to do in terms of uh, education and personal dress. And he wanted vampires to be more of the earth, but because she made everybody expect vampires to be sexy, he decides to force her to write another book. Uh, Eric Shawquin, are you here? <laughs> I think I lost you at swim coach. Yeah, I think we'll. I think we're gonna leave the uh, that that one to the vampire layer. I remember it as being much funnier than that. Well, it was a whole sketch. If you explain a joke, it doesn't. It's so not really as joke, funny as just telling what's it. What's funny about the? You know what was fun? I got to throw this in because I've never talked about it. I took a trip to Canada last year. And apparently Canada... We've talked about that. Okay, we did talk about that. But that's not the part I'm talking about, Eric Shaw Quinn, if you just be patient every now and then. That's never going to happen. Canada, apparently, and I don't... Long silences radio programming while Eric is very patient. I'll fill the silence, goddammit. <laughs> Canada, allegedly, I am told, has very weird age of consent laws. They're very hard to figure out, I and they're very... Story. And so... What's even weirder is having a drunk girl at a party try to explain the age of consent laws in Canada to you. She was of age. I was, this was not the nature of the exchange. This would be better than the drunk people tell you history stories. So, this was, so if you are 18 and he's 16, is no, no, wait. If, if he's 15 and you're... Uh, I mean, literally, it went on like that for 15 minutes, and I would just ask her to start again because she would never get to it. Like, every time she would start to cycle through, she would seem to figure out what the age of consent laws were about, and then she would, her eyes would glaze over, and I would give her more red wine, and her teeth would get more red, and it would all get more confusing. I think the really interesting part of this story is how did this co topic come up in the first place? Well, they all thought I was so young that they felt guilty about hitting on me. Yeah, that's not. That's it. really it. They were like, "Who is that's this not really tall eighteen-year-old so vampire happened. swim coach?" Nobody believes that story. <laughs> I don't remember. Nobody at the party was very it's young. Just, and we're all out of time. And and we're <laughs> all out of time here on the dinner party show. God bless Canada. It's time for a word from one of our oh Canada low. Paying sponsors here on the Dinner Party Canada. Show. Nothing brings on the suspense like a countdown to the end of the world. And with each new TV season, the stakes get higher and the thrills get deeper. This winter, forget Jack Bauer and his 24 hours. This time, you have only five seconds to save the world. Oh my god, is that a nuclear... Wait a minute, that dam doesn't look like... They don't have a minute. They don't even have half a minute. What they've got is barely enough time to wash their hands after a trip to the bathroom. But it's all they've got to save the world. This winter, it's Five Seconds, a show that's completely unworkable and jerry-rigged premise will force its writers to introduce 70 heroes in the first three episodes, none of whom will actually have enough time to save the world. And somewhere around episode five, the show will have run out of compelling concepts for Armageddon. Hey, those turkeys don't look like normal turkeys. Oh, 
five seconds this fall on... Yeah, sorry. You're canceled. Oh, well, that's fitting. But that that turkey storyline? I smell spinoff. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show from your nightly viewing of Antiques Roadshow, <laughs> Peoria. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn of the Turkopolips. Yeah, that was that was an old one. What was that, nuclear turkeys or that something? That was really great. The premise was you, the hero of the series only has five seconds to save the world, which is clearly never enough. Who can save the world in five as seconds? As fast as they cancel shows, that's about, about the right amount of time. I watched this show called Those Who Kill on A&E, and... It was canceled while I was watching it. Like, wait, can I, can I at least see the end of this episode? No, come back. <laughs> yes. All right, we're back with the inappropriate Tron and Eric sort of related stories. Uh, let's see <laughs> what we have next in terms of inappropriate questions here on the Party Line Special 411. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. Hi, my name is Sumiko Salson, and um, my question is about the Heaven's Rise. There's this one scene in there where um, Ben Voyard, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. You are. Anyway, he thinks That's about his concern. friend Anthem, and he just, like, rolls over and rubs one out, and doesn't, you know, he's like, oh, well, he'll never know. What? Is that appropriate behavior between friends, um, <laughs> or is that a little off? Maybe I'm just being a prude. I want to know what you guys think. Thanks. Uh, oh, that's great. Samico. My favorite part my favorite Samico. part of Samiko's question is that she's not concerned about asking the the appropriateness of rubbing one out while thinking of a friend. It's the pronunciation of his, his name that's her concern. <laughs> that that's my favorite part of that question. You you are a treasure, Samiko. Samiko pass that to the dinner party party. Absolutely. Samiko is one of our original party people. But girl, the, the the reading of the scene in question. <laughs> ben is thinking in the abstract about how every now and then he will allow himself to think of his big, burly, straight best friend when he is masturbating. But he doesn't literally roll over while Anthem is in the room and rub one out. No, that isn't appropriate but behavior. Is it, between but friends. it's appropriate. It's fair game to think about people who are your your friends who while you're. I, I mean, I guess sexual fantasies are sexual fantasies, but really, if you've, that's... you've never thought about any of your hot straight friends, well, um, God, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I have. I, I just can't imagine that I wouldn't have. I mean, there are people that are, particularly when you when I was younger, right? You know, like you move into a place in life where you're not just surrounded by only straight people all the time after you get out of high school and whatever. So. You start to be surrounded by people with actual possibilities that you could right. fantasize about. I, but yeah, during so. those youthful times, there isn't, you're just, you have what you're, you know, you're, you don't have any choice about who you're. Right. And you don't have an endless supply of porn streaming into your head either. Well, I didn't back in the day. Okay. They, we had clay tablets with lewd drawings on them. <laughs> you had pterodactyl etching. Beat you to it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I didn't have an endless supply of porn. I didn't grow up in the age of you internet porn. You had alphabetized porn, porn under I your bed. I had Playboys that were mainly for cover and Nancy Friday books about women's sexual fantasies. That was really the first erotica I that I had, Nancy play Friday. I a couple of Playboys from one of my... Uh, I guess he would be a second cousin. He married one of my cousins. 
I stayed in their their guest room, and the Playboy magazines were in there. And yeah, there were some, and there were pictures. There were Hollywood reviews, and there were pictures of men in the pictures. And I was young enough that I thought, oh, yeah, these are really great. Didn't really discern that that was the part of the picture. Ho- that Hollywood was, reviews. They or? would do like the every year Playboy would do like. The cinema with a an ad- nudity in the cinema. Right. Yes, and so there were pictures from actual movies. I remember of that too. Movie stars naked, and there was this spread of Keith Carradine and Barbara Hershey from I kept Boxcar Bertha. I think was the name. That of That sounds like a porn right? film. It really is, but it was an actual movie that really. Yeah, I stole the that Playboy magazine from. Okay, but but the Sorry question the question is, do you ever think about your straight? Should friends? I send them five dollars? You should send them five. I don't think I do anymore. Well, that's not true. I mean, there's celebrities that are straight that would be part of that would people my fantasies and. This is in a, in the, in the case of this novel, my novel, The Heavens Rise. The character in question, Anthem, is incredibly good looking. It's like six foot five, gorgeous stud. And he's very affectionate and warm with Ben. And like Ben Lee is Pace. a character. Yeah, he's not really <laughs> like Lee Pace. He's more like. Uh, <laughs> I'm um, having my own fantasy. Yeah, you have your own fantasy. You get to bone Lee Pace for all time because he was your vampire answer. No, you went back to Henry Cavill. I really did stick with Henry. Yeah, so who Sam- may be straight? Sumigo, Another this is just, possibility. Samigo, your question is shut down the dinner party show. Sexual We're fantasies, have to go on hiatus. sexual fantasies are wide open. I think has to be the answer to that. You can't yeah. restrict sexual fantasy. Like you don't masturbate with somebody else in the room unless you know they're into it. Um, yeah, no, they, which didn't be, happen in my book, by the way. That was not what happened. I don't think that was what she asked, but it sounded like it. So yeah. don't ask that question again, like that, Samiko. Samiko, ask anything you want <laughs> and fantasize about whoever floats yeah, your. Sam- Miko, if you need to think about the somebody from the store or whatever, you just think about him. You just let him on into your head. She got a great ass, and you got your head all the way up it. I was just wondering if you both would be willing to sleep completely naked together under the same sheet. No, no. Absolutely not. That yeah. would be so weird and creepy. That That'd would be, be so creepy. Weird. It's the thing that people... Like one of the questions from last week's show, somebody even said before we were an item. Like before we were an item, there's yeah. like like Christopher and I are like family or brothers or whatever. So those mm-hmm. kinds of thoughts are really like imagine a member of your family and then imagine being naked under the sheets with them. It's just yeah, it's, it's just, just creepy. I mean, you know, I guess if all of our clothes were burned off in a fire and we were in the wilderness or something and had to, there was one sheet. Well, I guess that you know we might be forced into it, but it would still be creepy. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's I, I, the relationship is too familial. Yeah, absolutely. It would be like, yeah, no, uh-uh. So that was an easy one to answer. Yeah, that was really fast. Sorry, we don't have a bigger answer for that. But yeah, well, I, I will say I don't mean to coach our party people, but you, you the way to make the question challenging is to introduce <laughs> some conditions, like if every building in America had been burned and there was only one sheet, and you really were tired, and your clothes had been stolen. Yeah. <laughs> If it were the would, last sheet would, on earth, I would I would tear the sheet in half and make clothes out of it. And right, absolutely. For each of us. That's what I would do with the sheet. Like there's no way to really get around that question. I think that And but, we'd find the last meadow and and curl up and take a nap. And you feed apart welcome. because I Eric think... snores. My answer to that question is no, I won't do it because Eric snores. <laughs> And I think that it's a good time to mention that if you ever do have a question for either Chris or I and 
think that it might be um, interesting to the rest of the folks who listen to the show, you're always welcome to call, even when there's not a contest, 323-PEZ-TDPS, right? Yes. And, and leave your question. We'll keep post. We'll check. And if it strikes our fancy, you might wind up on the show. And you can call drunk, as many of you have. It's fine. <laughs> and we, if you're if you're comprehensible, we may use you on the show. But if you're not comprehensible and we don't know what you're talking about, we're going to have to encourage and you, you should to drink always, more and call back. You should always leave your name and where you're calling from as right. part of your message. You don't have to leave all of your name. Like, you can just be your first name, you know, from Houston. But if you wanted to afterwards leave your more specific contact information or your fuller name for our purposes, we wouldn't play that on the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. Also, if you're leaving a death threat, we want your IP number and the basement that you live in. Right? That okay. would be really helpful. Let's Thanks. go back to the Inappropriatron and uh, see what it has for us next. Respect the cock. This is so inappropriate. Hello, gentlemen. My question for you is, can you recreate on air the noise that you make upon reaching climax? Thank you. I think I put this one in the wrong pile. I think this was supposed to go in the last show. No. Um, yes, I guess we can. That fucking Meg Ryan and Nora Ephron. Wasn't it true Nora Ephron didn't actually write that scene? She said later that it was like improv or something. There was some story around it. She got credit for it, but she later took her own credit back. I think that it's the I'll have what she's having line that comes after that scene that was ad-libbed on the spot. I think that's right. We'll have to check. Okay. If any of our party people know, bring it to the page and we will talk about it next week. Well, not next week because we have Jordan Ampersand here with another episode of the Jordan Ampersand Experience. Oh, God. Yeah, it'll be fine if you just calm the Meanwhile, Christopher, can you recreate? I can recreate the noise. It's really like uh, this is not one of my areas where I excel. Like this is I don't do like a sort of porn ready I it's I don't it's not like coughing but it's like uh, 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 uh. it's more like that you know it's like a dog that's been trapped in a really hot closet for a few hours I see yeah yeah because wow. you're gonna have some fucking Broadway stage ready multiple level <laughs> Eric Shaw Quinn <laughs> orgasm sound no I think most of the like shh <laughs> I think that would be the most likely for me. I, I think. I, I think really, it, it depends on the circumstance. Like, it depends. Like, if you're like getting away with it in the airline yeah. bathroom, well, then you're not going to make any noise at what all. What you been doing in the airline bathroom? You I don't had, even travel that much. Didn't say I had done anything in the airline bathroom. I'm just saying, you know, like, but like, I think it's depending on the circumstance. Like, I think sometimes there's the sense of. Uh, creating uh, more of an experience for the other person to try and encourage them a little bit so you might make more noise or sometimes you might make less noise or enjoy the silence of it or sometimes you just, you know... Apparently with me, it's about... Getting it over with. Apparently with me, it's about the face. Um, I didn't mean it like that. God damn it. I just really can't talk about this without going straight into the the wall. facial expression that I make has been commented on. So we'll have some photographs of that (laughs) on the Facebook page. Yes, as part of the Nymphomaniac ad campaign. Have you seen the campaign for that movie? With it's the guy is such. Is that Lars von Nazi face? I get the Nazis, and And it's apparently autobiographical, and it's a two-part series or something. I just whatever, but you do get to see um, Shia LaBeouf naked. I think full frontal on Shia LaBeouf, which I've seen, and eh, whatever. 
like comb your hair. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think that's all the time we have for inappropriate no, I questions I don't this think week. I, are we out of questions? Are we, I think we are. That was our last question. Oh, that did it. Because we we need to uh, like just do our general housekeeping and wrap up for the week. Thank you all so much. You're always welcome to call the the party line, which is 323-PEZ, TDPS. I can't remember what the real numbers are, but... You know, figure it out. Look at figure your phone. Figure it out. Okay. It's there's, easier to remember Pez. It's like Pez candy, but do TDPS. Yeah. You know, and like we're going to do whatever. dispensers where our heads fold back and candy comes out of our mouth. Next week is, it's unavoidably, we just, nothing we can do to stop it. If you listen to the first episode of the Jordan Ampersand Experience, you know that Jordan attempted to infiltrate Eric's apartment building, Villa Hasbeno, here in West Hollywood. And it didn't go well. And he was sentenced to some- com- Villa Pestenso. Okay, whatever you say. And he, Jordan was sentenced as a result of Eric's sabotage of his grand design to some community service hours with the city of West Hollywood. So I assume that our uh, the next episode in the Jordan Ampersand Experience will pick up where that left off and we'll find out what Jordan's been up oh, to since. Oh, goody. Because what I want to know is what Jordan's been up to. Yes. Well, the Jordan Ampersand Experience Episode 1 is available for download from our show archive if you want to get prepared. And it is also... On iTunes, as are all of our episodes. Right. You can listen to them at www.thedinnerpartyshow.com, or you can download them for free from there or from iTunes. Uh, We're also available on Stitcher and TuneIn. Right. And then uh, SoundCloud for particular... Clips and highlights and fun things are posted there, as well as in the library uh, page of the dinnerpartyshow.com. Yeah, and that's really the best place to go and look for it. And we do have a search feature. We have a search feature in that library. If you just type in the Jordan Ampersand Experience or Or Jordan Jordan Ampersand, Ampersand, you can get the complete, unexpurgated, completely unavoidable, endless collection of all of the things Jordan has ever hideously said. Hideously said, and all the hideous things Eric has said back. Yes. Yes, indeed. My favorite part. Absolutely. Well, anyway, so thanks for being a part of uh, the Dinner Party Line special 411. I can't even remember what we call our specials anymore. We got They're all so special. They're all so special. We got a new name. The Party Line 411 special 411. I'm sorry. I, I, think was, the dinner party I was show. up late with my vampire swim team last night. Apparently, I'm a little tired. Yeah. We can only practice at night. I know. That's really exhausting. But, you know, Baz Lerman. What yeah. can I say? <laughs> <laughs> cute couple. Y'all would be a cute couple. Baz, if you're out there and you're interested, Christopher. Baz Lerman. Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman. Lerman. <laughs> Baz Lerman. I was like, what is Baz is married. About? No, Baz, Baz Lerman is married. Logan Lerman, Logan. star of Percy Jackson and the Perks of Being a Wallflower. That's right. Oh, yes. God, that was and a good movie. of age, bitches. Of age. 22 years old. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to the last episode of The Dinner Party Show. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. Our last episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
I'd be to a marvelous party. 